Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss, apparently, my agenda. Welcome, Carly. Well, thank you, Miles. Yeah, I thought... You know what? You've been pretty busy, heads down in your office lately, and I thought maybe the listeners might like to know exactly what you're working on. Well, in addition to my day job answering members' questions, Carly. Which is one of your favorite things to do. Well, it's always test day at PMPA. (laughs) I am working on some programs for our upcoming update meeting and a session for the NTC. And you know, I think our listeners might really be interested in what those topics are all about. Well, I would think so, and I hope it's interesting because we have a whole podcast to fill. I'll do my best to make my topics interesting. All right. Where do you want to start? So on the update session, I will be presenting a final breakout session for our update attendees on Friday, February 24th in Louisville. The topic regulatory refresher. Ooh, okay, regulatory refresher. Well, that's always appropriate. What are the penalties for OSHA up to this year? Didn't they just get adjusted or something like that? Carly, I'm impressed. You read that update from Fisher Phillips. Yes, as of January 16th, the penalty maximum from OSHA for serious or other than serious violations is a maximum of $15,625 per violation. That is a crazy amount for a penalty. That's a serious penalty. But wait, there's more. Of course. (laughs) For willful or repeated violations, the maximum is $156,259 per violation. And... Carly, that's not the maximum penalty either. For failure to abate violations, that daily that penalty of fifteen thousand six hundred twenty-five we had been talking about. Yeah. Which can sounds like a bargain. Each day, typically up to thirty days. Fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty-five dollars up to Per day. Per day. Up to 30 days. days. Yeah. I don't want to do the math on that. Typically, yeah. Typically, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, well, no wonder you're working on this regulatory program. All right, so besides the penalties, what else are you going to be talking about? Well, um, you're going to hate me for this, Carly, but this probably ought to be sung to the tune of, it's the end of the world as we know it, and it's quite a list. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that earworm. All right, I'm ready. Give it to me. What are the topics? Well, here you go. California Prop 65, Rojas 3, ITARS, POPs, IAEG, TOSCA, REACH, Stormwater, TRICLOR, NPB, PERC, TRI, TRI, that is, OSHA, SLINGS, LOCKOUT, TAGOUT, POWER PRESS, MACHINE GUARDING, and a whole bunch more. And a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Only if the stormwater is approved because we don't want to get heavy metals (laughs) Or persistent organic pollutants. That's that POPs thing. Okay. Persistent organic pollutants into that pear tree because that partridge might, like, pick up some heavy metals or something and 
not going to get a gold album because it's Megadeth. Okay, then. Well, all right. I, the, the list was impressive, but can we break it down? Can we discuss a couple, couple of these? Sure. So the Pops, I, I put that, I led with that because nobody's heard of it. Nobody's heard of it. It's an EU thing, but they're, they're inquiring about persistent organic pollutants in the products that we sell. Now, organic pollutants don't survive steel-making temperatures. But they may, in fact, be in coatings, rust preventatives, paints, or some other ancillary means of contaminating parts that are delivered. So, so our members are getting letters, inquiries from customers saying, need a letter certificate about POPs. And now you know what the heck POPs is. It's not a guy sitting on, around the cracker barrel with a ukulele. I believe it. Yeah. Um, I saw... I-A-E-G, what is that? That was another surprise that came up in the last half of last year. So I-A-E-G is one of those four-letter acronyms. It stands for the International Aerospace Environmental Group, and they've created the I-A-E-G Aerospace and Defense Declarable Substances List. Oh, my. Oh my, Carly, there had to be 1,500 of these. <gasps> it's an Excel sheet like you may remember from the automotive declarations. And I reviewed each and every line item on that over, like I said, about 1,500 chemicals. And I did an initial screen based on my knowledge as a metallurgist, what's, what's in our workpiece materials. Sure. What I think I know about our metalworking fluids and, and other substances found in our shops and my understanding of what is involved in cleaning as well as EPA-regulated substances. So first I looked at, on their list, for metals. Were there any metals? The ones I found, <laughs> I identified, right? Yeah. These, are, these could be a concern. Next, I looked for substances I knew might be found in cleaners, could be implicated in cleaners. So naphtha, stoddard solvent, chlorinated alkanes, um, those, those kind of made my screen. And then uh, I also found some uh, paraffins that I thought really shouldn't be in our shops, but they're on this list. So I, uh, I, I pointed that out. So at any rate, that was, that was a brand new thing. And if you're making a part and it's going on an airplane, whether it's Boeing, McDonnell Douglas, Airbus, wherever, this is an international aerospace environmental group, and they want to, they have prepared a list of declarable substances. So if you don't have a chemist on your staff. Or um, someone with the time to sit and go through one by one by one. Right. When you see this, you'll be very happy that you belong to a trade association like PMPA where because we're better together, we've combined our knowledge with other people and we've figured out where the, where the opportunities are for there to be a opportunity to declare. Hmm. All right. Are there any others you want to expound on? Well, we should, we should probably warn people about uh, Tosca and the fall regulatory agenda from the uh, administration, which, by the way, was the fall 2022 regulatory agenda. 
you might ask when it came out. I would, but I know it's not fall of 2022. No, it came out in January of 2023. <laughs> but I wish I had deadlines like that. $15,625 if you, you know, per day if you're just a business owner, but the government, they don't have to hit like an entire three-month season. Okay. Right? Right. I mean, three good months. To be, good to be the boss. <laughs> so under... under uh, the, the TOSCA uh, aspects of the regulatory agenda, there are some substances used for cleaning, trichloroethylene, uh, perchloroethylene, some other uh, N-propyl bromide or N-bromopropane um, uh, that are subject to uh, escalation, further review. And on the NPB, they're actually talking about banning it as a whole substance, saying, this stuff is so bad you can't use it anywhere. And I have some concerns about that because, you know, I actually paid attention in ninth grade Latin class, and there was a phrase we had to learn, abusus non tolet usum, which, which means that abuse of something doesn't negate its proper use. Hmm. And these agencies, the fact that they haven't updated their rules over 40 years, the fact that they haven't done a good job enforcing it doesn't mean that now we shouldn't have access to something that's really critical. If, if you need to get a metal to glass seal, you can't have any contamination at all. If you have any contamination at all, you won't get a bond, and trichlor is absolutely the best way to do it. Now, very few of our shops use trichlor. But on metal to glass seals for critical military and scientific applications, somebody needs to use trichlor. Right. And by the way, if you've had any dental work done at all, the chances are real good that the instruments that were used to do that dental work were made by a company who puts on every print, <laughs> parts must be cleaned in N-propyl bromide before heat treat and you know dental dental work is that's kind of a big thing Carly. Well, yeah I think everybody can can relate to dental work. Well there's over 500 million dental procedures performed annually in the U.S. I can't believe you knew that. Yeah well you know every day is test day <laughs> and in 2018 the revenues from all that dental work was nearly $136 billion. And those procedures all needed dental instruments. Yeah, Our machinists are the hands of the physician, they're the hands of the dentist in making this stuff. And now the government says you can't use this very critical chemical, which we agree needs to be managed safely, but it's, it's a big impact. Wow. Mind. <sighs> blown. I really don't know what to say. All right. Well, you're going to go over, what did you list off? Like 15, 16 different topics? 17. 17 oh, well, there you yes, go. 17, 17 different topics in a breakout session. Topics as important of, as these, how much time are they giving you? Or I should say, how many days are they giving you? Uh, that's interesting you had asked that, Carly. I get 45 minutes to cover 17 topics, critical topics about regulatory compliance in your shop. 
regulatory compliance subject to violations as much as $156,000. There's no way you could do that in 45 minutes. How are you going to do it? Well, now you know why I use that fast-paced song. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) So you ask a very good question, and that's what is the most effective way to help our members understand this, cover this, and, and, and really uh, get comfortable with, with the fact that they need to take action or not in this area. So my process is I'm creating a one-page summary sheet that'll have links and brief notes about each of these issues to start them on their way. So I've got two 45-minute breakout sessions. So people can attend my session once and another session in the second session. So I get three minutes per topic and they'll have the notes. So they'll have the notes, they'll have the links, they can jot any notes, they can say, okay, call him on this, call my attorney on this, or you know, whatever whatever it is they care to do. Do I get to stand there and tell you when three minutes is up? Well, they'll they'll probably have a timer. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have a timer. Well, that's gonna be a heck of a high value session, that's for sure. All right, let's switch gears over to Tech Conference. What one are you working on for Tech Conference? Well, Carly, this one will be fun. Oh, the other one wasn't fun? Well, I mean, <laughs> this, this one will be fun. All right, but will it be as fun as the escape room? Because l- listeners here, l- let me explain. Escape room in a Tech Conference sounds a little weird, but um, I had this idea a few years ago, and one of our members, Ron Herrera from Erie Specialty, just took and ran with it and for the past two years he's created these escape rooms that we've had during a 90-minute session where people learn to work with others and follow directions and and problem solve and it's been one of our more popular sessions so uh, Miles and I are actually attacking the escape room this this year and we've been having a lot of fun putting it together so could it be possibly more fun than our escape room? Well I, th- I think it's going to be at least as interesting, Carly. I'm calling it, what does a new person need to know about? About, oh, what they need to know about. Okay. What and does a new person need, need to, to know, know about? about? All right. So that's for new people. That's cool. No, actually, it's for everybody. Well, then why do you have new in it? I'm going to review some really unexpected questions ideas, concepts, thoughts. And by the way, if anybody, any of our listeners out there have any topics that they think I should cover, uh, please email me right away because I'm still preparing for this one. All right. Give us a taste. Plus the listeners got to get an idea what you're talking about so they can send in suggestions. All righty then. So what does a new person need to know about tolerances? Uh-huh. Why are the tolerances on bar stock, except for key stock, always unilateral and always to the minus side and never to the plus? I give up. Why? Come to my session, Carly. Here are a few others. What is implied when we see a particular kind of material on a print? What does just knowing that material's name tell us about how to approach our process and processing? 
What is an important clue to pay a special attention to regarding work holding? What about quantities? What hidden information can we figure out based on lot size? Does lot size have some secret to share? What is it that tools can tell us when they fail? In other words, what the heck we wish we knew when we first started out and are just now getting around to figuring out. If only we had known to ask. I love that. I love that. I, there's so many times you say, oh, if I knew then what I know now. Yep, so you're going to give them sort of a, a cheat sheet. So that, it, that is very interesting. Um, listeners, please send in to, to Miles, mfree at pmpa.org. What else should be covered in this session? What, you know, unsolved mysteries about our craft are bouncing around in your head? You can, again, drop us an email, and we'll do our best to get them in the session. We'll give it our best, Carly. We call it concierge service. Just let us know. I hope to go down some deep rabbit holes trying to track down some of these questions that nobody's ever bothered to ask. You love getting those kind of things. Hope to see you all at the NTC. And that wraps up today's podcast on what I, Miles Free, am working on. Thanks for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, because you don't want to miss one. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Carly? Because Because we we are are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.